Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. How are we doing? Yes, Twitch Room. Look, we are your NXT friends. Friends. And Wednesday nights for the boys we watch nxt we go live we talk about it and uh, on pay-per-views as such as tonight we do also a watch along for that as well so right away shout out everyone who showed up uh, in the twitch room not only for this post show but for the watch along yeah as well. the, the room was really popular for this takeover yeah. i I, uh, I think this card had quite a bit of buzz going into it and clearly evident from the amount of people in the twitch room tonight well clearly wwe know what they're doing booking a wrestling event on valentine's day they clearly know their audience mm-hmm. had nothing <laughs> nothing else better to no, do none of these people have girlfriends no or needs... partners or anything yeah no. uh, shout out anyone who watched with their partners or, or significant others or uh moved their valentine's day stuff to the saturday and then during the day sunday and then had time to watch wrestling with the boys uh and gals on sunday night so happy valentine's day happy valentine's day one and all wow happy palentine's day great yeah right yeah sure that's what we had you you made a nice romantic dinner for our watch along i tried you made a nice steak dinner it was perfect it was yeah. takeover quality. I wanted to cheat today. Yeah, you've been on a veggie kick. Yeah, but for takeover season, you cooked a nice you're gonna steak. Cheat, you got to do it properly. I saw yeah. these like multi packs of steaks, and then I was like, no, if I'm having a steak, you heard it here her first, folks. If you want to cheat, make it proper. Make yeah, sure it's exactly. proper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Happy Valentine's exactly. Day. Exactly. Love is in the air, and we're here to talk about takeover. Yes, we're always here for NXT, and takeovers are special nights for us. And uh, like you said, we had a lot of fun doing the watch along. And uh, it's Valentine's Day, and what a better day. W- w- what day better 
than Valentine's Day to have the biggest breakup ever. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Still, still haven't quite had that. We're breathing it in, yet. folks. Uh, yeah, it's our hearts damn, are broken. It's that damn NXT logo at the end of the show. It, <sighs> it drives people crazy. The logo pops up. The logo up. drives people crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cra- um, epic end to the night. Yeah. Um, something that we've been talking about for months now potentially happening. But I didn't see it coming tonight. No. I've got to be honest. I did not see that coming wow. tonight. Wow. So... For those who are uh, not caught up yet, spoilers, obviously. This mm. is a show we review the wrestling show that we just watched, so stop it now. But the Undisputed Era is no more. It's now very much disputed, yeah. It's very disputed. It's very disputed. But Adam we'll get into Cole the show, but wow. Super kicking Kyle O'Reilly to end the show. Wow. In a matter of moments, they tease Finn joining as a new member slash leader of this group, Undisputed Era... To not only getting him super kicked, but then now Cole kicked Kyle. And Cole killed Kyle. Yeah, yeah they killed Kyle. Uh, wow. This is as wrestling wrestling goes. They say it's the soap opera, you know, kind of thing. This is one of these well, moments. We all it's like someone about, died. We all talk about match quality and stuff. But this is what we oh. really want. We want backstabbing. Yeah. And we want to be surprised and taken off guard. And that's what we got tonight. Wow. Did we ever on Valentine's day, our heartstrings were pulled at definitely here in NXT. The storytelling, uh, goes wild is running wild here. So we had to get out, that out of the way. Cause I'm still digesting it right now. It's oh, like, yeah. it was a blow. It was a blow. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to see where it leads. Uh, honestly, because we knew it was going to happen and we, ha- we we wanted to see how it would play out. And tonight was definitely not one of those nights that it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, what I love, and I'm sure as we always do, we'll kind of get into a bit of fantasy booking yes. maybe. But what I love with this kind of turn, this angle, it suddenly opens up so many matches. Yeah. You, you then see, oh, okay, they've now got six months to a year of stories yeah, laid out, you know, from just one simple turn. Um yeah, lo- loved it. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah, 100%. We always, you know, we we kind of shoot from the, the, the hip on our show. We give honest opinions of a, of a show that we're, not, you know, we're not in the industry or anything. We're just long lifetime fans that have really gotten into this. Yeah. And have been covering NXT for so many goddamn years. Uh, but uh, watching this show, these takeovers always deliver. Every time I watch one of these takeover products... They're hands down so entertaining as a wrestling fan. I have to say it. I, I can't recall watching Takeover and going that was a waste of my time. I've never said that because I think they always deliver. So if you're someone who maybe doesn't watch the weekly stuff, I'd recommend you know if you listen to us, we cherry pick some of the good stuff because I know a lot of people today on our watch along were like, yeah, I just watched the Takeovers and like, hey, that's cool. Why wouldn't you? Because this these Takeovers are are smash hits. They're great. I I really enjoyed this um, show, and uh, I I say watch the the weekly shows as well. But wow, home run! Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you kind of if you're new to us at all. We're we're very honest about NXT. NXT is in our name. We are we are on our uh, NXT podcast, but we are honest. So we will tell you with TV what to go out of your way to see, or we'll tell you some weeks if you go, mm, you know what, kind of skippable. But this takeover was not skippable. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, looking at this on paper, you could see that this card was pretty stacked. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I say we just kind of get into it. 
Yeah, I, I want to give a heads up. We are recording this live. So anyone in the Twitch room, if you do want to leave feedback, head over to forum.postwrestling.com. We do have a feedback thread open. Or if you are a patron of ours, uh, the Zoom link is on Patreon. So just follow that because we will be taking your calls at the end of the show. Yeah. So patreon.com slash up next. Yeah, we take feedback every Wednesday night as well for that. And uh, people in the Twitch chat on uh, Thursdays for our Dynamite show, patrons can call in there. We've had some calls and stuff. And it's yeah. been super fun. We create our own radio station yeah. with Twitch and podcasting. Uh, so let's jump into this. But right away, the we don't usually watch the, the pre-shows for these takeovers. Mm. We're usually kind of setting up to, to hang out and sit in front of a camera while we watch wrestling for a long time. But we miss some news. Mm. There's some signings oh. to NXT. The 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 quote unquote biggest batch there is, or something like that. The most signings all in one, and it seems that Eli Drake from Impact Wrestling is now known as L.A. Knight, mm-hmm. and he's the the hottest free agent, all right. hottest free agent. Um, and then I saw that there were some other signings as well. Um, what Mrs. Morrison. Is signed to WWE. Ty Valkyrie, yeah, 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 very interesting there as well. So, uh, some uh, new people: Harlem Bravado, Christian Casanova, and Blake Christian. Blake Christian, well. yeah, interesting. Yeah, he's someone that you've been kind of high on in Impact lately. Yeah, yeah, he's been great. Um, he had a match last night for the, for the Impact pay per view in that um, Revolver Triple Threat yeah. match. Um, he's he's fantastic. I do, uh, I do worry. About him in NXT, I, I kind of feel he'd have maybe benefited from being a bit of a big name in a smaller pond. Right. Possibly. Yeah. I think this this class sounds great, but when you think of all the talent we've already got there, and talent in, say, an NXT UK where you go, well, really, we want them in NXT proper as well. It's a lot of people. I I personally think Taya Valkyrie would be better suited on the main roster from what I've seen of her just her kind of character wise I think she'd actually add something to Miz and Morrison obviously that's an obvious pairing you could go with there um I feel NXT's women's roster is kind of bloated and there's a lot of people there you want to see have their shot first before a tie of Valkyrie um LA Knight is it yeah yeah Eli Drake yeah dummy I think He's got a fantastic promo. I haven't seen a great deal of his actual matches, but I've heard him speak a lot, and he's excellent. And I think having just someone else who is great on the mic can benefit a lot. You've seen on AEW kind of an Eddie Kingston coming in, and his his wrestling isn't anything mind-blowing, but having someone with that level of promo on your roster um, can really make feuds. It can You can be a mouthpiece for other people. Uh, I think... Uh, Eli Drake is actually quite uh, kind of a breath of fresh, a breath of fresh air yeah. in NXT uh, in the promo department. I, definitely, he cut a promo on this show. They recap it later in the show, but I, they, I thought I'd mention it right off the bat because they did say like, "Hey, this guy's going to be a star," and he does cut a promo saying like, "Hey, watch out." NXT because I'm coming. Uh, I when I worked at Anthem, I watched a lot of Impact, and uh, I watched him, and I was a huge fan of his his promo work. Mm. Uh, we we would walk around the office going, "Dummy, yeah, dummy," I, and he did it tonight. So <laughs> he's you know he's gonna put that on T-shirts, and it'll get over. I believe it. But uh, I need to kind of see some of the. This is the wrestling show. Yeah, we like promos and stuff, but this is the show. I like the wrestling. I want some triangles and some forearm strikes. I, I want to, you know, I need you need to back it up. So hopefully, I haven't checked him out since his, he left Impact, but I'm right. kind of like, all right, I want to give him a shot because his promo tonight was funny. Yeah. So yeah, uh, interesting to see his name change. It sounds like a team, the LA Knight. LA Knight. Yeah, it 
it always takes time to get used to, but then just think how used to the name Dolph Ziggler we are now. I'm still not used to that Are you name. not? That's, like, a, that's why he's never been the guy. Let's be honest. <laughs> Don't even say that. Yeah, it's a really stupid name. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Eli, LA, sorry, already calling him Eli, but LA Knight is like when in TNA when they got, uh, who is it, Nigel McGuinness, and they made him like something Wolf or... Oh, know, Alexander yeah. Wolf, yeah. It? yeah. It's like... No, what? that's that. he's an Imperium, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, sorry, that's a different guy. <laughs> Desmond Wolf. Desmond Wolf, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with LA Knight going forward. But NXT, TakeOver, Vengeance Day. Yes, mm. they took two old WWE pay-per-view names and put them together for a Valentine's Day show. But I liked this logo. On the ramp here with the stage, it had the logo, the V with the devil's yeah, tail. Cool, yeah. Yeah, Vengeance it's Day. It's like the... It's like one of the early 2000s Vengeance logo, but I think... I can't remember the t- like Cupid tail being there before. Yeah, it looked uh, cool. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, very like fitting to valentine's day yeah. uh we have a video to start off by josiah williams like the the nxt wwe rap guy mm-hmm. and it's like nxt be my valentine and he's, this is wrestling flow yeah, yeah yeah essentially yeah he's he's doing all the raps about valentine's and the feuds going through the clips of stuff so nice. very very cool yeah i really like this uh not the best music video he did on this show no no there was another one that oh. we'll talk about oh, later yeah. oh that was him as well <laughs> yeah oh I think oh, so okay. yeah, I'm I believe, excited for that one I believe it was him so I, I don't want to say this wasn't good but I, right. I thought this was awesome <laughs> but there's another one later that I thought was also him so uh, we start off our first match of the night is the finals of the first ever Dusty Classic Women's Tag Tournament and we've been talking about the tournament all through and it kind of figured it would end up in this t- team in the finals of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez yeah Raquel's been booked as this new baddie of NXT, taking out Rhea Ripley, center to the main roster, center of that Royal She's Rumble. She's not been sent anywhere yet. No, it not seems. yet. <laughs> She'll show up soon. Um, and and they're in the finals here. Her and Dakota are this like wrecking ball force, and they're going up against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, who come out in Ember, uh, sorry Shotzi's tank, War Machine here, and uh, some matching My Bloody Valentine gear. Shotzi's got new music. I liked Shotzi's old music, but this I could... I could get into this. Just rock. No, neither have been particularly just, memorable. Just rock and screaming vocals, yeah. but that's kind of fits her character. They're in these like bloody overalls. As yeah, well, Michael Myers cool. bloodied up yeah. overalls. My bloody Valentine type thing. Do, uh, Ember Moon in a, a gas mask. In just everything. She loves dressing she's up. She's in fur. She's in gas masks. Yeah. Tanks. I did see a guy in a gas mask today. Like I know down the, the road. Yeah, like just walking in the street. I'm like, at least you're wearing a mask, but like it's extra. Yeah, but come on. Um, this match is pink hair in Dakota Kai versus green hair of Shotzi Blackheart. Very vibrant colors. Very striking. Right yeah. to start off the show here as they go back and forth. Uh, Ember is tags in. Eventually hits a slingshot elbow to speed things up. There's then uh, like these double knee bar move. The Hardy Boys used to do this move where they tie you up in the leg and then they roll through and then you fly up in the air. It looked like that's what mm. Shotzi and Ember did here. Um, I think on uh, Dakota. Uh, the referee... Yeah, went right into the heel hook as yeah. well, which I thought looked really cool. It was pretty cool. The referee doesn't see a tag from Shotzi getting in. So Ember's like, ah, oh, and just wasting more time like arguing with them yeah the the refereeing was weird in this because there there was a lot of that classic heel stuff where the ref's missing the tag and things but ember was getting very like like this could get you a yellow card in football you know hounding the ref like this well why didn't you see that ref fucking use your eyes mate you know like ember seemed very much like that on the ref here which didn't seem like a particular 
baby face move. No. Uh, like, you'll be yeah. frustrated, be like, come on. But she's like, come on. Like, clapping in his face. It's like, hey, come on. Like, uh, Yeah. Well, Ember has. Respect. You have X Pac key for Ember. I kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ember Moon um, can't help her friends. So Shotzi gets hit with a face wash in the corner from Dakota Kai. Um, and then she eventually does make the tag. And Ember Moon, like, hits the, the Rough Rider, the radio silence mm-hmm. is what he calls it now. Uh, and then eventually hits the Eclipse. But again, the referee is, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time or something he's not making the right like counts and stuff so it's, it's it was kind of a little messy but it was part of the match but still looked awkward uh there's then uh shotsu hits like a tko to the knee there's then a sliced bread off the top rope every time shotsu does this movie you just gasp i i really want her to retire it actually because it looks crazy it looks like an accident's gonna happen at any moment and then she hits a suicide dive to the outside and then like a jumping code red type move for a near fall and then there's there's uh, this nuts tag team move where there's a doomsday device cross body onto Dakota onto the outside. Yeah, that looked great. Yeah, just insane. And then Ember Moon locks in like what I call the snare trap. It looks like Jungle Boy's finisher mm-hmm. there, the like STO, STF, I don't know, something there. But it's only um, Dakota eventually gets out of it and it hits the chiropractor, the knee flipping backstabber for a two count ember is then just thrown off the stage area and uh, i didn't mention this is like the first time in nxt really they've done this the entrance ramp is like old school wrestling wcw aew where mm. the one side is level with the, the ramp yeah i wonder why it's a new shiny black ramp i wonder why this was the thing uh I, i'm not too sure just a different it setup didn't it, it's odd this isn't a very wwe look wwe have always had like the the yeah the ramp going down it's true, like the yeah. gradient you know but um here it, it didn't feel very wwe yet, so i was kind of expecting it to be used for either an entrance or or something um, yeah yeah mm. uh, uh so ember's just taken out of this and then raquel's like gets rid of her and then goes back in there but Shotzi hits her with this like jumping springboard face plant thing that looks nuts but yeah, yeah. like this so it was Raquel's draped on the rope and Shotzi hits like a cross body across her back, but it spiked Raquel headfirst in the mat. Looked pretty nasty. Yeah, so Raquel then picks up Shotzi. She gets up from this, eventually picks up Shotzi and gets her so high up in the air with that Texas tornado bomb, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and sm- just slams Shotzi down and it's over. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, the winners of the first ever Women's Dusty Classic. Uh, what did you think of the opening match? I thought it was good. It was pretty chaotic. I, I almost thought it might work better off just being a tornado match because there was so much going on all the time. Um, a couple of like hairy moments, I thought. Uh, sometimes it felt it got a bit carried away and there was a little bit of sloppiness here and there. I often find that with Shotzi matches. Um which kind of takes me out of it a bit sometimes because I'm worried that someone's going to get hurt. Um, the refereeing was weird because there were a few moments and it almost felt like the ref was maybe in the heels pockets at times. Um, yeah, it did. It, Cause there was a lot, especially against Ember of just bad refereeing, but I thought the match was really enjoyable. I'm glad Raquel and Dakota won. I think that's, that makes sense because if you are going to the Nia and Shayna match, you've already got history between Shayna and Dakota, which would be really cool for Dakota's character to to prove that yeah. she's not scared and she isn't. She's a badass. Because now. that was was that the EO story that she's just a pretender? She's pretending to kind of 
be a badass now, but she's still that little girl who's scared of Shayna. Right. So it'd be cool for her to kind of prove herself. And Raquel, all you need is the visual of her being able to... I mean, if she could hit that Texas tornado bomb to Naya, come on. Like, that would be... That would look nuts. So I think that's a good match. I can see these two moving to more of a tweener, maybe even babyface role. Just the way they were celebrating at the end here, it looked like a big babyface celebration. So Raquel gets... They get a title shot now to the women's tag yeah. titles. So Dakota and Raquel fight Shayna and Nia. Steamroll them. Texas tornado bomb to Nia Jax. It's a hole in one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I yeah. see we did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm over it. But... It was a big build for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I want to see them to win the titles. I'd like to. I That's think it. there's enough talent in NXT. Yeah. I could, I'd even love to see segments where you could see NXT women going... Like, to a Taya Valkyrie, being like, hey, Taya, I know you're new here. The tag titles are now in NXT. How about we maybe go for them, you know? Right. And, and have it be a hot thing that the women in NXT can go for now, not just the the women's title. There's these other titles they can maybe get. We've said that time before with the Sasha and Bailey thing when they came in and had a few matches with some tag teams. We're like, why don't we just keep this title? Yeah. Can we keep this title? I, I, think, I think we're yeah. due, like, a three to six months with it. Yeah. I, I want to see... Raquel and Dakota win the titles, but somehow Raquel still needs to challenge EO at some point. So she could be. I, that's got to be the match eventually. Yeah. The, the Mania takeover, I think, is still going to happen yeah. around that time. Uh, but overall, a fun, fun matchup. The, the right team won here. I think it's, it solidifies this team of not just Raquel, but they're still a unit, Dakota and Raquel. And, and they've been tagging for a long time, a while now. So I'm glad an actual established tag team won this tournament yeah. rather than just a thrown together team. I agree. That's why I, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they look like stars and they look like baby faces with the celebration. They really did. With the that pyro. pyro going off. They're and crying. Kai crying about winning a match but and like, take over. But like, honestly, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, good for them. Really, really happy. I really like these guys. I, I, I like Shotzi. You know, I love Shotzi and I like Ember too, but uh, I thought the right team won and I, Me li- too. I liked it. Uh, we go to our next match, which is a dream match for some. And here it is. It's the way Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, Candice LeRae, and Andy Hartwell backstage doing like a team huddle, like the Cleveland Browns, I guess, uh, getting ready for Johnny's match. Who's Johnny's dressed like uh, the X-Men. And I say that yeah, not, blue and yellow. That sounds like I don't know what the X, like the X-Man. It looks <laughs> like the, no, he just dressed like a classic, which got us talking. I think he's dressed as everyone's least favorite. <laughs> x-men cyclops which i'm sorry if i'm getting heat but cyclops let's agree I, no one I really likes cyclops. Just generic x-men he's just an x-men he's just gargano man he's gargano take he's takeover yeah yeah uh just yeah the his classic like the usual jacket he yeah. always wears but the blue and yellow of the old school x-men of course knowing johnny it's probably got some star wars reference oh, in there sure, too yeah. and all this stuff but he looked like a classic x-men style there but as he's got, coming like down through gorilla for his his entrance we see in the corner of our screen in the darkness dexter loomis who comes up behind austin theory chloroforms him drags him off into the dark this was fantastic he didn't just grab him and take him away it was the the wet rag to the mouth and nose theory struggle then just go like an ace ventura when he's doing out. <laughs> we're like okay this this murderer character which i mean he's not done any murders in nxt or anything but that's the implication right here just full-on coming out with chloroform so Um, austin theory is now taken out of this match 
which a lot of people's ears like were like perked up here. Like, hey, wait a second. Uh, this could mean we, we talked about it last Wednesday where we it was all shenanigans and comedy to set up this match. When in reality, for a lot of wrestling fans, including myself, this is a dream match. Yeah. Gargano and Kushida. So we don't want to see any of this like comedy and, and foolishness. We're, sorry, we can't sanction this buffoonery. Yeah. We wouldn't do it. <laughs> we wouldn't sanction it. And we didn't have to because they took out theory. And Candace and Indy were like, you know what, Johnny? You got this. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny, during his entrance, he's been doing this thing with theory where he does the like uh, a no looking high five. Yeah. And he puts his hand out and no one's there to, oh. to match the hand. So oh. he's like, where's theory? And sends off Indy and Candace. Yeah. But we were joking about how we wanted to see these guys chained to Luchasaurus because that worked for that Jungle Boy, Dax right. Harwood match. And that's kind of what they did here. They took them out of the match, gave them an excuse for not being there. And thankfully, they never came out again. Yeah. Because you're still, you're getting into that match and you're still going, oh, but Indy Hartwell's going to just run out at some point. Yeah. And it didn't Ghost happen. Face. And that made my enjoyment for this match so much better. Yes. Dream match. Johnny Gargano, Mr. Takeover. He, after all the buffoonery on NXT, he ended it with a qu- quick little promo being Johnny Wrestling, being like, I'm bringing Johnny Takeover. I am Johnny Takeover, and I'll show you why. So he's in all serious mode here mm. against Kushida. So it's Back to the Future versus X-Men yeah. here in this match. Dream match, Kushida, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Kushida right away goes after the arm of Johnny, and he's been chasing this arm, hurting it. Johnny's faked injury of it this past week. Uh, Kushida's just right on the attack here and, and locks in the Gargano escape on Johnny, which uh, Johnny gets super pissed off at that. Uh, Kushida is then on the outside and he's attacking Johnny's arm all over the place and does a hatch suplex, which was the talk of the town in our watch along. Uh, we, we were all wondering what this move is technically called. It's like a guillotine with a one arm hook and you throw over. Brian Danson used to do it. Well, Kushida does it. And I was like, huh, I never know what to call that. So I called the hatch suplex. Little did we know we'd see like eight of them tonight a lot. in the whole it's show. It's like the hammerlock suplex. It's thing? like a yeah. hammer, a front hammerlock and then like guillotine and then like the uh, one arm, not the butterfly, but like one. And you throw all the way over and sometimes they don't let go and, and do stuff. And Kushida does one on the outside. Looks nasty. Uh, but as they're getting back in, Johnny somehow hits him with a hangman neck breaker. And then there's a spot where they're rolling through pinning each other back and forth yeah there, there were some incredible just pinning combinations here yeah. and awesome counters getting out of it, it was crazy they were like going for pinfalls and all sorts of stuff Kushida does this cartwheel drop kick baseball punch and then like these surfboard stomps and an ankle lock and then German suplexes him and then more of these hatch suplexes and then like another one he hits one doesn't let go gator rolls through hits another one and then does this like bridging pin while hitting the move i think he even pinned johnny with this in a tag match like weeks Mm. weeks ago so johnny kicks out at two which was just awesome then they're fighting on the top rope johnny hits him with a counter that's like an inverted superplex brain buster that he rolls through into for a tornado DDT, and it's only a two count. Just crazy. Uh, Kushida goes for head scissors. Johnny goes for head scissors. They keep countering the head scissors because they both... Johnny knows how to get out of his own move, and Kushida knows how to get out of any move. Is this the bit where they're trying for the Gargano escape? Yeah, they're both they're going just, for it. They're just hopping on each other's backs, like yeah. moving around the ring. It's crazy. Like this, I got so excited at this Yeah, bit. Yeah, you lost it. Just them both countering it. There's then the hoverboard lock, and then like I call the Zack Sabre Jr. pin from Kushida for a two count, the bridge there. Then more super kicks, baseball punches, the lawn dart, another hatch suplex, which Vic then calls the chicken wing suplex. So I want to know 
what the name of this move. You know, I, I always uh, go off on Vic for not knowing the it's name of the thrust. move. Kick. A thrust kick, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm a nerd for move names. I'm, I'm not quite Excalibur, but there's then like a Spanish fly off the top rope into some sort of cross arm breaker, yeah. and Johnny's just screaming in pain here. Johnny is now in this arm breaker, and he's, he's trying for the ropes. He's in this hold for so long, and Kushida's like extending the arm back, and Johnny finally gets to the ropes. I know Johnny is the bad guy in this scenario, but I think this inadvertently switched him for the remainder of this match because everyone wanted to see this match continue and him not tapping made it made Yeah, that, happen. like, I would have been down for Kushida winning the title, but I didn't want the match to end. And that's why I was going, like, don't tap out, Johnny, because you wanted just more and more and more. Yeah, uh, just crazy. So Johnny gets out of it. A real, like, emotional spot here where he's going for that. Uh, and then on the outside, Johnny somehow just shoves Kushida into the guardrail. Uh, and then... It's Johnny who gets put in the hoverboard lock, but then he pushes him and sends Kushida's like face first into the turnbuckle pad. The middle one just looks crazy. And then Kushida gets like thrown to the outside again on that like ramp thing, the shiny new ramp. And Johnny from the inside springboards out and hits the final beat DDT onto Kushida, just crushing him, rolls him back in and hits the final beat DDT again, this time springboarding into the ring the original way. And no shenanigans, but Johnny Gargano pins Kushida to retain the North American Championship. Wow. Yeah, this was this was great. Um, I was nervous going into the match. I, I think I said to you and I said on the watch along, like a few months ago you put this match on paper and this is the match I'm most excited about. But the way the build has been kind of put me off it yeah. and was just worried that we weren't going to get the match. We kind of knew they could have and they deserved, but they exceeded my expectations here. I thought this was so good. I just loved the story of Kushida going for that arm all the time. Yeah. And and that's been the story because going into this, Gargano keeps on being caught in that um, that hoverboard lock or the arm breaker. Cross arm breakers, yeah. Uh, but Gargano himself is one of the best wrestlers, just a great technical wrestler. And... He kind of doesn't want to get outdone by Kushida. So he wants to get Kushida at his own game as well. There were so many great just counters and crazy moves and suplexes I haven't seen before. Uh, I I really, really loved this. I thought it was, yeah. it was very good. Dream match delivered, honestly. I wanted to see this match. I didn't want to see Austin Theory get involved with shenanigans. It's, it's cool when you have some interference. We've seen it in great classics and stuff, and it works. But the way this match and the weeks of build to it were going, we didn't want to see any of that. And they took it away from us, even if it was chloroform. Chloro- Man, it was chloroform tonight. I hope Austin Theory is okay. But... This was this was awesome. Uh, this was Johnny Takeover. Johnny freaking Takeover is back. I always say this guy in ring, like bell to bell, is like just one of the best wrestlers going right now. And it's it's I don't want to say it's a shame that he's based around this heel character, the superhero, the way thing with the the group. But as this like straight up babyface, he babyface in the match when mm. he was like in that hold and getting out. We are all in the watch along, like going off, like ah no, get to the ropes. Which, even though he's a bad guy. But this is what I, I like to see. This is the wrestling I enjoy watching. What does this mean for Kushida? Ah, I know, because right? We we've noted that he hasn't been on... Is this just his second takeover? Yes. And the other one was against Dream? Um, yeah. So, I wonder, would you see... Would you see a match against Escobar for the Cruiserweight title being a demotion? Or do you think it could be a challenge to elevate? 
that. Yeah. Because Santos is kind of picking up some steam and we'll see how he's booked against Cross. I kind of like I'd love to see Escobar beat Cross this week because that could really elevate him right. and that title. And then I think Kushida Escobar feud could be something I'd be into. Yeah. It's just it's still getting over that that kind of two oh five and cruiserweight stink that it did have. But I think over the last year they they have been legitimizing that title a bit more. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I Johnny won so clean here. He right? won clean. And man. that and that's what I mean. It's like, okay, where you need some sort of rehab with Kashida now, and I wonder in a different division and try be have it be a project for Kashida. Like, right, let's really make this cruiserweight division slap. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Uh, I I know people would think that's a demotion, and he's such a talented wrestler. And uh, I said on up next last week that like, hey, if if Kyle isn't the guy facing Finn at WrestleMania Takeover, then it should be Kushida versus Kyle because that's like a, ma- yeah. a rematch of something we've seen in the past, but. Kushida in the cruiserweight division could be just the guy there and then eventually come back into I mean, a pool of this. I think if it ends up being a featured match on a takeover every year, you've only got five matches on the card. Like it would be, it'd be more than he's been doing yeah. up until like this pay-per-view. Uh, I'm seeing in the chat, Hackman, thank yous. Uh, Kushida's tweeted that one of the reasons he signed with WWE was to have a match with Johnny. And he lost something today, but gained more from tonight. Uh, it's not at a climax, climax yet. It's still ahead of me. So nice. maybe a rematch down the line. I would watch these guys wrestle all the time. This was, this was what I wanted from this pay-per-view. I was, I was good. I was smitten. Could have yeah. went out with this, honestly. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. This, this is could be a front runner for people's match of the year already thus far. Um, but hats off to these two guys delivered for me. I like when you see dream matches. We got, we had two tonight, technically, realistically. I so, yeah. And I, I like fresh. There's something about WWE back in the day. It'd be so many first time big matchups where they waste blow blow through them here it's all the time. We, we're talking about the Forbidden Door right now. That that's the the yeah. talk of the town with AEW, New Japan, Impact. And people go, oh, could you ever see WWE like doing something with another promotion? But the thing is, their roster is so huge. They've got forbidden doors within their own promotion. If you think about it and go, there's no reason why you can't book Daniel Bryan versus Volta. That is something you can book. But it seems so far away right. because of these almost territories they have within their own company. And... Yeah, there, there are so many dream matches within just the talent of WWE alone. And I, I hope they start flirting with that more. Because people like Kushida, people like Volta, I think are very special. And can have very interesting matches with a lot of different people. Yeah, look, uh, we, we know like WWE owns NXT. And WWE is like sports entertainment. And we talk about the main roster versus like the NXT. And the NXT is developmental, but it's supposed to be like... To, uh, we, f- we find it's the wrestling show. They mm. treat like the in-ring stuff as like the stuff the fans go to watch there. And I feel like a Johnny Gargano hasn't been pulled up because maybe that's the style that he likes to, to make. Or they want him to continue making like one tonight. Yeah. Um, there's a reason this guy that he, he joked during Johnny Takeover, but like he he delivers in these matches. Kushida again puts on like crazy matches in his career. It's all about the wrestling in the ring. So it's like there's definitely this style of wrestlers that shouldn't go anywhere near uh, Alexa Bliss playground shit that's going on over there because yeah. it's such a, such a difference, right? I, yeah, I I know it's difficult at the moment with the pandemic, but. I'd almost be open to, and I I know NXT UK has a bit of a a dirty name, but there is some talent in there. And I think it could do someone like a Gargano good to just 
put him there, have a few dream matches for three months. So when he comes back to NXT, it feels fresher because injuries help people. You know, that sounds weird, but think Triple H when he's off for six, nine months and then comes back. You too, beautiful day. Exactly. Like it's a big thing. And I think that's one of the problems NXT's had is the cast feels a bit stale because we haven't had that moving on. And I know what you're saying. You want Johnny versus Miko. Sure. Yeah. I want Johnny versus EO, selfishly. That's just something I want. But yeah, they could do that if they really wanted to. (laughs) Exactly. Once the world opens up, like think about just shifting things around a bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I just want him to be the guy here uh, uh, as well. We'll get Johnny another world NXT run, champ title run for sure. But great match. Honestly, this delivered for me. Johnny Gargano and Kushida, great wrestlers. Can't wait to see more. But let's go to our next match. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people were looking forward to these dream matches tonight, but there was a dark horse on this TakeOver card, and it's the finals of the Dusty Classic Men's Tag Tournament. The grizzled young veterans, the GYV, going up against the newest team in NXT, MSK, formerly known as the Rascals, uh, Detective Lee and Agent Carter, Wesley and Nash Carter. These guys... Like, just came to NXT, and they're already on a takeover. Crazy. Because they're Mako Satamora's kids. That's exactly yeah. why. And more, ma- we're changing our show to just a Miko show. Like, all the stuff we talk about will be here. Uh, so, MSK versus GYV. Um, MSK come out with their laser uh, rave entrance. Who's got? They're similar to, they're treading water with uh, the hybrid two here, with the lasers and the rave. The thing is, MSK look like they're, at the rave. Right. Hybrid 2 look like they're leaving the rave still on a lot of stuff okay, and still yeah. thinking they're at the rave. Right, yeah. You know, we've got the lasers and stuff here, whereas Jack Evans and Angelico just weirdly dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the MSK look like I want to hang out with them. The other guys look like I want to get away from them. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Uh, MSK looking great. But the, the grizzled young veterans come out and Zach Gibson, love, Liverpool's number one, has uh, the microphone, and he says, you lads have been on quite a run, but you need to wipe that stupid smile off your face. Take your sob stories. Uh, I believe it was Nash Carter. There's an unfortunate story about his father that they mentioned uh, earlier today or on social media, but a little bit later in the match as well. He says, keep your sob stories. Keep your flips, your spins. Um, We don't want to see any of that because... Your stupid daft green pajamas. Get out of here. That trophy belongs to us. So Gibson fired up here. I know this is, uh, you know, a predetermined sport, but Zach Gibson is very good at giving me legit heat. I'm like, I need to see you lose. I need he's, to see you get smacked in the face. You're so mean. He's great. I, I yeah. really think every... Th- this is their entrance, right? His, yeah. his entrance is him cutting a promo. Talking shit. And they shouldn't get rid of that. Because uh, yeah. this, to me, is the equivalent of like a, oh, you didn't know, a SAWFT soft. This is his thing. Just insult the opponents, insult the fans if they're there. Liverpool number one. Soon. <laughs> Soon to be the trophy winners, the winners of the Dusty Classic. And uh, this match starts off here. It's Nash Carter with Zach Gibson who start off, and it's Carter who keeps showing up Gibson here. He's pissed off, so he tags in uh, James Drake, and he gets tagged in with Mr. Lee here as he's on fire. There's this crazy dive to the outside, like the the Flosbury flop 
but like corkscrew while he's doing it, landing on the guy. And then Carter does like a crazy jumping, just flying, whatever, cross body thing to the outside. Looks awesome. Um, I have in my notes that James Drake still wears Rob Zombie's face on his tights. Uh, and hey, Nash Carter hitch, hits a hatch suplex here in this match. Yes, he did. It must be that's what they were talking about backstage. Like, oh, you want to everyone start doing these in their matches? It's great. Love it. Keep doing it. Flatliner and dropkick combo there from MS. Sorry, from the Grizzled Young Vets reminded me of the machine guns, but it's a kick out. Uh, Wes Lee is in and he flies over the turnbuckle here. He is just on fire with these crazy like kicks and strikes and dives. Like, he, you know, it's not just a tope over the ropes. It's like when you dive over the turnbuckle, over the post and do the swan type conhilo there. Just oh, crazy. The yeah, yeah nuts. just nuts. And then he gets Gibson in the ring alone and does a backflip into another backflip into a Pele kick and then like a sit out X factor face plant and then a combo of a slingshot into a super kick. And then Carter's in and he hits like a flying arm bar here. There's just all sorts of stuff. There's then um, like he goes for the backflip again. So he goes for that double backflip into the Pele, but he already did it once. So you're scouted kid. Yeah, Gibson scout him. This he time. gets caught there and he's getting the, the shit beat out of him. There's the helter skelter. And then the, James Drake does the 450. So it's like a spinning brain buster from Gibson and then a 450 splash from Drake, but he kicks out. Yeah. We've seen them finish with this yeah. as well. This was their finish back in the day. And uh, he kicks out, not even Nash breaking it up. It's just he kicked out of it. Uh, they gain control and these dirty rascals do their push shooting star combo. Wes hits a poison Rana. There's then Nash Carter who hits a swanton bomb. Wesley hits the spiral tap. Yes, that move. But it's a kick out. Holy, the place is going wild. Uh, there's then one of the craziest spots I've seen in a tag team match where it's I believe Zach Gibson, who has Wes on his shoulders for like the doomsday device, again, on the outside of the ring. And it's James Drake in the ring who does a running suicide dive lariat to Wes, who's on the shoulders. So a suicide dive doomsday device. Wes Lee is turned inside out as yeah, he lands. This is nuts. We, we've seen them do it before. I can't remember if it was against the, uh, was it the Bruiser Bros or whatever right. they're called? Yeah. Or... It might have been one of the UK takeovers, but this move is crazy. And the way Wesley sold this, he was falling headfirst to the ground for so long. And it was just when he was inches away, he did the rotation yeah. to land very safely, like on his front. Crazy. But the visual of just him plummeting down headfirst into the into the mat on, on the ground look crazy yeah like the speed of him running to do this dive and then hitting him and the flip it, this was an omg moment it for looks sure. right uh crazy spot they try to go get him back in the ring here sorry wesley is taken out so they go into the ring and they see nash carter so it's a two-on-one situation they hit this powerbomb backstabber combo but carter kicks out again so they're frustrated but lee Gets into the ring. There's super kicks. There's then some sort of other super kick combo. Both guys are up. They take out Gibson. James Drake is alone. There's then this... The move they've been using as their finish is like this uh, heart attack blockbuster combo. Mm -hmm. And here it's Wes who does this like double jump springboard into the blockbuster from the spine buster combo. The heart attack. And MSK... Win the Dusty Classic in a, I said dark horse match, definitely a dark horse, a wild card here. This match was crazy. 
this might have been my match of the night. I, I, I kind of feel three of these matches I might need to rewatch yeah. because all three of them I was like, oh, that was good. Crazy. This was great. Um, MSK, we had some people in the Twitch room who don't follow TV, but yeah. they just watched the takeovers and had no clue who these guys were. And very quickly they were turned around and were fans of theirs. Um, during the match, I wasn't quite sure who I wanted to win and see go on. And then MSK just won me over completely. I think they're such great baby faces. Lee obviously can do a few more crazier stuff. Carter does his own share of crazy moves, but Wesley has the really insane stuff. But Nash Carter, just his his fire, his like baby face underdog fire is so good. That moment when Wesley had been taken out and it was just him in the ring with Gibson and Drake and you think they're just going to destroy him and he starts firing up with punches at both of them. Like, I got goosebumps for that towards the end of the match. Um, as you mentioned, that suicide dive doomsday device was nuts. Just crazy. There were so many insane spots, but there's nothing... Like, again, like, the the whole thing flips and all that stuff. Some people think, it, you know, the unnecessary ones. But the way these guys hit the moves, they look like it makes sense. It looks of- like it's, it's more just using their like their speed and just firing at you with so many different moves and things that even more of your classic tag team can be a bit taken aback. Like, Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Whereas sometimes high flying's like, okay, you stand there and wait while I do a flip in midair before I lightly tap you. Whereas these are just throwing themselves at GYV. Yeah, no, uh, I know MSK are new to NXT and like they were like on the indies and they were with Impacts, the Rascals, but they they showed, they created stars tonight with these two guys for sure. Pushed them hard. They came into NXT in this tournament. They go all the way through and win the damn thing. They're instantly a team that's instantly made tonight. Yeah, yeah so for sure. uh, thankfully Hackman has been listening to the Triple H call okay. as well. And I... Uh, he says that he calls MSK sponges. He said they've just taken on board everything they've been told so far. For and sure. they've hit every opportunity thus far out the park. Overall, uh, yeah, so really high up on MSK. They completely proved themselves tonight on the big stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, I- and and don't get me wrong, Grizzled Young Vets did their piece as oh, well. Oh, for sure. I'm calling it now. They're going to be in the finals next year as well. <laughs> They're going to win finally. Maybe. Or they'll just be Daniel Bryan with Battle Royals and just... Never. Keep losing. Yeah. I, I want to see... But I think it's a good story. Losing the finals twice now, it's a chip on the shoulder Yeah, for they'll just, Grizzled Young Vets. They'll never enter tournaments again. Maybe. Yeah. I, I want to see MSK challenge Danny and Oni, and I want to see them win. Go all the way. Go to the go all the way with these guys. Yeah. I, I think maybe... I, I think you could get a couple of matches out there. Maybe screwed out the first one. You want that, that chase, don't you? Yeah. I, I feel like I'd like DIY didn't succeed right away, did they? No, yeah, you're right. This is like this feels like a DIY kind of thing. Like I know it, it's simple because they're just a tag team, but it has that feel like two like kids, young yeah. guys that are new stars here that instantly now are gonna go forward. I know they were tag team before, but uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed this match. This was wild. This yeah. definitely delivered. If you're just listening to us, go go out of your way and watch this. This yeah. is so enjoyable. MSK and GYV put on a banger. I, I, I agree. I had a hard, I couldn't tell you my match of the night. Mm. Even talking back, I'm like, damn, I I love the last match and I love this match it definitely even capped here i was like all right got my money or whatever like i felt great after watching this fantastic they get their spot with the fireworks and the promo and the oh, yeah. tro- tournament and regals there and stuff great stuff they're probably balling because uh good for you kids 
Um, but it goes from, you could say, 100 to 200. Not only did we just get an amazing match, but the next segment is a hip-hop video for Cameron Grimes, who has paid uh, Josiah Williams, <laughs> hustle, ra- Wrestle and Flow, to now create the To The Moon rap video where it's Cameron Grimes with his Lambo, with all his cash. He's then in a, like a, a mansion with a pool in his full gear, money coming out of his hat. <laughs> that was my favorite bit. Like the, the visual of him in his underwear was funny enough, but then when he took his hat off and dollar bills, well, it was more like hundreds, yeah. falling out of it. And his like confusion looking up at all this money falling down was very funny. I'm looking at a picture of it right now and it's just ridiculous. Uh, this was so funny and it's like a, like the all the the rap is all about him and how he's rich because he if you if you're missing why why is he rich? Well, he invested in GameStop, uh, which apparently is not a work. Apparently he shoot got money, got rich off GameStop. Yeah. So he, they so took to this and made this his character. Um, that would be funny if it was true. I just want, we obviously need to see the inevitable Cameron Grimes losing it all. He's going to lose it all for sure. <laughs> well, he's spending it all on I mean, rap videos. Yeah, I mean, if he was in AEW, you definitely have someone like a Matt Hardy being like, hey, how about you invest in this? Like, it's going to be, we need that character and I can't, will it be LA Knight? Could he be that kind of guy? To... To, to steal because he's a good talker be right. like hey you need to trust me come here kid Robert Stone yeah like thing. let's we, we're gonna take that money and we're gonna multiply it baby and just lose it all I, I thought this was so funny the, the like the hook of the song is like all the money and then it samples to the moon because <laughs> when you you know when you play around in the stocks and stuff the saying is in that is goes it's going up it's to the moon to the moon so the fact that it's his catchphrase is just this all was a plan would you do this <laughs> like if you won a lot of money would you just Make a video of yourself. Oh, yeah. It's very... It's Scrooge McDuck-esque, isn't yeah, it? I would here? do it. Just, like, diving in all his money. But I'd be like Drake in his... Uh, where he gives, gives people money in this video. Look at me. Hold on. Film me. I'm giving people money. I've always said, like, say everything opens up again and I won the lottery. Yeah. I'd still want to work, like, one shift a week at the bar. Right. But I'd wear, like, the most expensive shit. I'd wear what Cameron Grimes is wearing Just in this video. Just trunks and his, his hat his fucking hat yeah i love this video and i uh i love anyone who was involved in making this including yeah. wrestle and flow he's great but the sample in there as a as a hip-hop beat guy i love the the use of the trap beat and the samples of cameron guys like laughing and the all, all the to the moon stuff what's funny is this this isn't the kind of music you imagine cameron grimes listening to either which makes it so oh, I don't, funnier. Oh, I don't know. I bet you he loves uh, some some smoke pop or I don't know what he loves. I, I bet he loves rap. Uh, I bet he loves trap. I see it, his character. I see him being more country. Country for yeah, sure. Well, so, yeah. His song is Freebird. Right. Pop smoke is yeah. what I meant to say. What did I say? Yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes should now just become a rapper with his money. For sure. That's what people do with their money. They either become rappers or fighters. Apparently, when you have money and you're young, that's what he should do. He should buy someone to take out the zombie ref and Dexter Loomis, and then he's got no worries at all. He's going to be the new million dollar man. Yeah. Except he's going to blow all his money. Yeah. Uh, great, great stuff. Yeah. Someone in the chat says he needs to start a label. 
Yeah, with <laughs> L.A. Knight. That's what he do. But great hip-hop video. I hope you watch it. It's great. Uh, so I was... I, I got two crazy matches. Uh, three so far. This is a solid show, realistically. Oh, yeah. Three great matches and then a Cameron Grimes rap video. I was smitten again. And we're going to our next match. The triple threat women's title on the line. Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez versus the champ, Io Shirai. Now, Io's just been in this role of just steamrolling through everyone. Every title, every title opportunity people get is taken away because Io just beats them all. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were going Io Raquel, but it seems like they've held that off. Raquel won tonight, so she's doing fine. But instead, we kind of went on this fork in the road off to Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. So Tony Storm came from NXT UK to NXT, turned heel and was like, I'm the new Tony Storm, <laughs> Cruella DeVille style. She's evil, dresses like her domino, all that stuff. Um, and then there's Mercedes Martinez, who got drafted to Raw in the Retribution Slapjack yeah. T-Bar thing. And she said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So wait, I I forgot. I I'd never uh, won. I never won the NXT Women's Championship. I, I, guys, I forgot that was a goal go of mine. Back. Guys, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. So she leaves and then disappears and then now is in NXT, and they both got a gripe with Io. Well, everyone's got Io told pretty much summed up this feud a few weeks ago when she's like, I don't care about you. Like I just yeah. don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. Uh, and Io now has to defend against both of them during the entrance here, where the the ring announcer is going to do the classic intro. Mercedes just attacks them instantly, attacks Io. So the bell is rung and the match starts right now. And it's uh, Io like doing like a uh, getting beat up by both of them, but it's definitely a triple threat. Tony and Mercedes are not like necessarily friends in this match because they were beefing a little bit uh, leading into this as well. Uh, Mercedes gets like a twisting neck breaker onto the outside. Um, Mercedes does the Samoa Joe spot where Io's about to moonsault her and she just goes, nah, and just like walks, walks away. away. And then Io like dumps herself to the outside, like, ouch. Um, uh, <laughs> And then Tony Storm in the ring. I can't believe I'm saying this. Tony Storm hits a boss man slam. Yeah. <laughs> it was all right. It looked cool for a near fall. Then hits her butt attack, but runs into a spine buster from Mercedes here. Mercedes then locks in this like STF. It's a similar STF kind of with a cross face. I, the snare trap thing Jungle mm. Boy does. It looks great. Bending her back there. Uh, EO gets a, a, a move on as well. But sorry, EO has that locked in. But then... I think Mercedes then puts her in a dragon sleeper or something. It's like two moves on one person. Yeah, double submission yeah. going on. Looks crazy on Tony Storm and Io here. Um, Mercedes eventually turns this dragon sleeper into an inverted suplex on Io for a near fall. But Io comes back with the 619. And we hear the commentary say, Shades of Rey Mysterio. <laughs> which we always wonder. I don't know if we said it on a show. Is that just a wrestling? What, Shades? Shades of you- Shades of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I never hear people say it. You don't say it. You don't say it in normal conversation. Would you say it about artists? Like, would you? Would you say like Bruno Mars, Shades of MJ? No, it sounds weird. It sounds weird, doesn't so it? So maybe it's like a fighting thing, like boxing, like oh, Shades of the Great One, Muhammad Ali, like maybe. you know. But Shades of Rey Mysterio, the six one nine. There's so many just wrestling terms. Like, I hope people understand. Does what anyone saying. else say Crimson Mask when someone's face is covered in blood? Hell yeah! Yeah, fuck yeah! Bring <laughs> it back. Uh, <laughs> Then we, so EO hits a 619, and then there's a spot where Mercedes is in the corner, Tree of Woe, and then EO does a double stomp to her. But then Tony Storm takes control, and on the outside, Tony Storm tells the commentary team, like, get out of here, move your stuff. And as she does, the commentary table just implodes yeah. and falls apart. 
I am the table. Mm. In fact, the table didn't didn't want to be here for any of this. This really uh, took it, it. It sucked. Let's be honest. It sucked, and it kind of the commentary were like, like there's Fah. nothing you can do about this. Yeah. It's no one's fault. It yeah. just shit happens. But yeah. I, I thought they worked around it absolutely fine. Or it was a setup spot because while all this was happening, Io Shirai climbs one of these like lighting scaffolding things, jumps off with the crazy dive, the genius of the sky. Io Shirai gets me high as she like got some height on this one, almost overshot them. Yeah, she kind of cross bodied Tony's Whew. face and completely <laughs> and Mercedes. missed Mercedes. Uh, and takes her out there, gets back in the ring, but Mercedes hits like a fisherman buster Fisherman Brain Buster type move. Yeah, Fisherman Buster. Uh, but that's a near fall. Tony hits her with the Storm Zero, the Tiger Bomb, but it's only a two count there. Then Tony not only hits that, but then the flying Dynamite Kid style flying headbutt here for a near fall. But as she hits that and is trying to pin Mercedes, it's Io who moonsaults on top of her, pins Mercedes, and Io Shirai retains the women's title. Uh, yeah, this, this was really good. I think this kind of, for me suffered from being after two really excellent matches because this wasn't bad at all but when it finished it it kind of felt a bit abrupt the finish for me and um yeah I just didn't quite get into it I don't know if it was because I wasn't I don't think I was completely into the build of either Tony or Mercedes didn't really buy anyone winning it other than EO um and just triple threat matches in general, it, it takes, it has to be something really, really special for me to dig a triple threat because they're quite formulaic. You see the one person get taken out, they're lying down while these two go at it. You do a a triple spot, like it's, it's a bit formulaic for me. I did, don't get me wrong, I thought this was a really good match, but just uh, didn't click as much as I was hoping. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with the triple threats and the fatal fours. It's like sometimes there's awkward spots and stuff. I I thought it was pretty good up until that table spot. Unfortunately, it was like ah, that's it's kind of jarring to see because the commentary didn't know what to do. Mm. Uh, I thought, uh, but then it, they like they come back with this crazy dive spot, which is awesome. But then I wouldn't even say this is a bad match. Just it, oh, it's yeah. no, no, it's yeah. no way. It's not a bad match. I think. Just unfortunate placement. Maybe if you open the show with this, I might be higher with it. But yeah. you've just come off of Kushida Gargano and that men's Dusty Classic. Uh, and the women's was pretty hot. And I just didn't think this felt a bit more standard for me with a a cool jumping off something high spot. Yeah. You know? Io just likes to jump off things though too. Uh, Triple H said in the in the post discussion, he said, despite a table spot going awry, Shirai Martinez and Storm didn't miss a beat. Best performers are those who can ad-lib and work through things on the fly. Yeah, apart from the visual of the, the table just exploding, I didn't think they let them it hold yeah. them back. Like, I was trying to think, oh, what was the step table spot meant to be? Because it just went right on to the next bit. Maybe EO threw a table with them. I, I don't even know, Cross actually. Cross body yeah. off the top through the table. EO made it better. If it was yeah. EO improvising, like, then good to her. But, it worked fine. Yeah, yeah uh, I... I, I I, I like EO retaining. I think EO is still the, the best act going in NXT yeah. for me. And she's like a draw here. It I, would. She's had quite a long reign now. For her to lose it in a triple threat just seems anticlimactic. It, we need that big, um, big build to the next person. It feels like it's Raquel. It feels like that's the next mega feud yeah. to me. Or at least that's the match I'm most interested in seeing. Definitely. So, yeah, not the right time to take the title off of EO. So... Good decision. Um, we go to 
the L.A. Knight thing with his promo saying he's coming soon. So hottest free agent. I feel like there's a few other free agents they're going to be announcing in the near future. By the time you're listening to this, there could be new ones. He's saying he's like the hottest free agent <laughs> makes you think he's he's not. like character wise. He's not signed. So does that mean he's definitely going to be NXT? He is. He signed. Yeah, they they okay. did the then fake he's signing. Not a free agent, is he? Yeah, they did the great. They did, <laughs> he was. He was. The oh, he agent. was the highest, and he. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they did the classic, like there's photographers taking pictures of him signing this this contract with Re- William Regal. So soon to see him. I kind of like to see them do that angle again, where you have a legit hot free agent come in, right? And you see SmackDown, Raw, and NXT wanting to have them on their roster, rather than just everyone coming NXT. You could have this guy go around. Be like, yeah, I might do SmackDown. I guess you don't have the GMs right now, so it wouldn't doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. Uh, what other free agents are there? Is he the hottest? Well, no, I'm free- just saying, for example. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Good. Can't wait. Dummy. Yeah. We go to our main event of TakeOver Vengeance Day. First time ever, which sounds crazy. And almost you could trick me and say this happened. Like it had to have happened, but it hasn't. Finn Balor. Versus Pete Dunne for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we uh, we know that we have our f- everyone's favorite referee here in NXT, Drake Younger, mm-hmm. uh, who was in some of the matches earlier. But the match tonight, the main event, is the zombie ref. Yes. Daryl Sharma, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto boy, I think. Oh. So shout up uh, his, uh, what is it? Move up here. He's moving on up to the head ref here Congrats, in NXT. yeah. Yeah thought he did a good job we had pete dunn who comes out and you know he's the bad guy he's the british guy but he's wearing green he's slithering he's slithering i don't know much about harry potter but it looked totally like that the snake it was that yeah. it was that shade of green as well it's right. slithering green and he's going up it's slithering green pete dunn going up against the man in the leather jacket who gets his backstage. I like these backstage entrances before the entrance. I think whilst we're in the CWC, it, it gives it that big fight feel, right? Seeing them backstage, yeah. heading their way to Gorilla to make their way out. Um, you can't get that sort of feel you get in an arena. So why not make it feel special? And I think they do. Yeah, uh, I, I like this. It makes it feel like it's an important match with the lead up into this. And we go into this match. Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, and uh, they do a lot of like classic old school wrestling. And I feel like right away we knew that they were given time considering uh, this match was starting pretty early. I like wrestling ending early. I wish oh, it wrestling true. ended early in the, the BC days before COVID. Hey, we could go out. We, we could have if it was normal days. Yeah. Uh, but they're giving these guys some time for this main event here. Uh, they're going back and forth with some chain wrestling. There's these nasty leg scissors from Pete Dunn, which the commentary are like clearly he's going after this jaw. It's like a target on the guy's back. He's got a weak jaw. It's, it's, it's he's got a weak jaw. So there's some sweet leg scissors. And Pete Dunne decides, you know what? The jaw is cool, but let's go to something I'm, I'm good at. And that's breaking some fingers. So he attacks the hand and the fingers of Finn Balor here. Uh, and then another like triangle. Pete Dunne's all in his MMA book here. More bending and joint manipulation, bending and twerking the fingers. And there's some crazy, nasty looking, really innovative arm twirling, bending stuff. And then Pete hits him with the X-Plex. But when he does this move, it's the suplex lift into like the, the reverse throw. He like spins out while he does it. So it's almost like an X-Plex spinning brain buster kind of thing. Looks nasty for a near fall. Finn hits him with a Lariat and an STF. But 
while Finn Balor has the STF applied, the leg hooked and the the arms around the the like neck and face of Pete, Pete Dunn is like a shark in the water. He smells the fingers oh. and attacks the, the fingers right in front of him here. Uh, really funny, and it's not this. It's not the first, not the only time they go to this kind of spot. And he gets out of it and just starts beating the shit out of Finn's fingers here, stomping them and just bending them again. Um, it's it's. It's Pete working the fingers and the arms of Finn where he gets so mad that he's like, you know what? Maybe I got to attack you. And he attacks the leg. So now it's the body part battle here. Uh, Finn going after this leg pretty viciously. It's, he's pretty much like, I'm behind in, in what you've been doing to me, so I got to catch up. So yeah. he's just repeatedly striking, the, not letting him breathe, just attacking this knee, kicking this knee out at every opportunity he can. And and Pete's doing a good job. He couldn't even do his backflip. He does for his moonsault where he like lands on his knee and he's like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah, which, which really allowed Finn to come back. Um, because at first we're like, oh, is he? did he just botch that thing? And then you go, oh, no, it's he yeah. can't do it. His knee, his yeah. knee's... Busted. It looked great. Uh, so he keeps working the knee, but then he hits like, uh, uh, sorry, I think a, 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 there's Pete who does hit him with a sit out uh, power bomb for a near fall, and as because he keeps stomping, but there's uh, the back kick that's like blocked and turned into like another face kind of headbutt there from from Pete Dunn. Again, these guys are just. It's giving me deja vu from Finn versus Kyle, honestly. They're just slugging it out mm. here, killing each other. Finn hits the final cut for a near fall. There's a double stomp, but again, caught into an arm, like a, a triangle from midair for the coup de grace, which is nice. Uh, Finn goes down, but then gets like, he, he, the ref is like, are you okay? Can you continue? And there's a moment where the ref's like, hey, Pete, step back. And Finn seems like he's like injured again. But as, he, as he's like getting up, Pete goes over and just boots him on the crown of his head and then Finn comes back locks him in another submission and again the the image of Pete like almost fingers <laughs> goes after the fingers again more finger stomps this guy hates fingers there's this spot where he uses Finn's own arm to basically let make Finn punch himself in the balls and then hits the bitter end which is that a DQ I mean you made the guy do it himself by like lifting his arm up I- and a pump handle I guess not. Yeah, the ref here, Daryl here, was like, "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah. So he hits it's a the title match as well. You're gonna, you're gonna let things He's slide. Like, eh, all right. So Pete, and also a DQ doesn't benefit anyone here. True. Really, does it? Well, I mean, Finn, it's, Finn I could have a gripe. Yeah, true. <laughs> he gets hit in the balls and hit with the bitter end, but it's a two point nine. Finn kicks out. This pisses off Pete, so he stomps on the fingers, breaks them again. But uh, he, he goes for the bitter end, but that's countered into a DDT again. There's Finn with the reverse bloody Sunday, but he maintains not wrist control, but finger control. He's <laughs> like, I know if I let go of you, you're going to come after me. So I'm going to hold you. So I know you can't like you can't break my fingers. But that doesn't stop Pete. It actually does the opposite. Pete continues to work the fingers. There's then Finn who just decides to kick out the leg. Then points the finger guns, finger gun club, baby, runs at him with the John Woo drop kick, then hits him with the coup de gras. The John Woo this time was to the face. Yeah. So Pete's on his knees getting up and, and you see Finn being like, look, I'm going to kick you right in the face. It was Kenny Omega V trigger. Yeah. Yeah. It was like what Kenny does for the V trigger. He's like setting him up and then runs at him with the John Woo to the face though, laying him out, coup de gras, 
picks him up for the Bloody Sunday, which you know is a hatch suplex brain buster. <laughs> it is. The Bloody Sunday, or the 1916, and Finn Balor pins Pete Dunne to retain the title. It was one of the most devastating coup de gras I've seen. It looked like it really hurt Dunne. The air was out of his lungs, yes. I really enjoyed this. I I loved Finn's selling in particular throughout the whole thing. I loved every time he was trying to apply a submission. Uh, like there was a bit he had kind of a sort of half Boston crab, but because his fingers were so mangled from being fucked by Pete, he can't grab it in the traditional way. So he kind of put the weight of his body, like his back across Dunn's back to pin him down and then was using more his forearms or even his legs to apply the submission because he had no grip in the hands anymore. Yeah. And I think details like that made this really cool. So de- Yeah, so attention to detail with him. He, some of the moves he couldn't do, and then he, he, he kind of stops and goes, okay, what else can I do here? Because I can't... He's selling like his hands hurt. Even after the match, uh, after his match with Kyle, the ref had to put the title on him yeah. upside down. But it, it looked great. The image, he's like, I'm so hurt, I can't even do this. It was the same thing. He's like, hey, man, I, I need can't, to do, I, can't, I, can't, I can't use my hands. It's like he's posing with just his, his hurt hands. Uh, but yeah, the, the attention to detail was great. After time, I, I mean, obviously that was the story of this match. This story was the the leg versus the, the fingers, really. But I don't want Dunn to always rely on this thing. It's, it's a bit of a trope and it's, I mean, it was heavy for this match. And Dunn has a lot more in him than just breaking fingers. Right. Think, think of that Tyler Bate match. I can't think of, there's a finger spot in it, but it's a spot, whereas... Uh, it could be seen as getting a bit spammy, I think. But for the story of this match, it totally worked. And I think Finn especially made it work because he sold it so well. As you said, just him looking at his fingers and then being... There's that Undertaker talking about all his injuries and stuff. And you know, is it Ric Flair when he gets to number 10 and he holds at WrestleMania his 10 fingers up and you just see his hands are like claws because he's like, oh yeah, my my hands are fucked. And that's kind of how Finn was here. Yeah. Um, They're just bear claws here. Really, really good match. I really enjoyed this. I don't think it quite reached the level of the Kyle match for me. Um, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy this match. Yeah, no, I thought this was a banging main event. Uh, I thought these guys brought both like the physical side with them like striking each other um, and and a lot of the technical wrestling. Like, especially Pete Dunne, yeah, I, he did a lot of the finger stuff, but he put them in like so many different types of submission holds um and and then finn balor was like all right i'm gonna play your game and, and did the same here so you got a different side of of finn balor i'm this it's stuff like this that makes me so happy he's in this nxt show considering yeah. he was like this the demon guy having a three-minute match with bobby lashley at wrestlemania it's like i'd rather see you do this if this is something you're really good at and enjoy doing i kind of feel he, he came in with all this buzz this fantastic wrestler prince devitt yeah and then i personally felt he had good matches in his first nxt run like his his matches against joe were pretty good but i wouldn't say he had any that would like top any lists of mine of like matches of the year or anything like that and i felt so much of him initially was the buzz of him being the guy from new japan who's come over he paints his body and has a cool entrance right you know and that and that kind of was enough and we've seen that with a few guys bobby rude it's yeah You've got a cool entrance, Nakamura. And 
I would say his best work has been with this NXT run. Now he's a guy who goes out and I'm getting excited about a Finn Balor main event because he's putting on really first-class matches. Yeah. And it's taken him a while to get to that point, whether that's booking himself, him kind of finding a better character that suits him and WWE being cool to go with it. And I think being off the main roster definitely helps. But I'm really enjoying this run. Yeah, definitely. And Pete Dunn's like this guy who's made a name for himself with the NXT UK and like the indie scene over there and now been on this show for quite a while. But he's someone that they've never they've toyed with using in main event stuff. And here he got his main event and had a great, great match with with, with Finn here. I, I really enjoyed this. This definitely lived up to the hype as well. I, I like the the little things here from the, the fingers to just the, the physical. I, I think you're, the Finn Balor physical side, like he's such a a different person when he wrestles here. And it's it's a character that I'm totally invested in. Uh, really enjoyed this. And I, I kind of uh, can't wait to see where he goes next because there's a few different avenues because, uh, unfortunately, we're not done talking about what happened mm. here tonight. After the match, Finn Balor celebrating with his hands just in a lot of pain. His poor, poor fingers are probably broken. Out comes Peter's boys... Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, the tag champs, they attack Finn Balor. Two-on-one beatdown, three-on-one beatdown as Pete gets back up. They're putting the boots to Finn, but shock the system. Out comes Undisputed Era. Roddy, Kyle, Cole, they come out. They chase off Danny, Oni, and Pete. They leave. They run off. And Kyle helps up Finn and says, Hey, hey, man, I have nothing but respect for you. Nothing but respect, uh... In fact, we were thinking maybe you want to be one of us. You can kind of hear him saying this to him. Yeah, he's like he's like holding his hoodie shirt, up, like, being hey, like, one U-E, of us. U-E. U-E, one of us, one of us. So they all help him up, and they stand in line like we saw them do recently on TV a few weeks ago. Finn takes a look around, stands in the line with them as they all do their pose. Adam Cole steps out of line and super kicks Finn Balor. And as as Kyle and Roddy are like, "Hey bro, what did you do? What's going on?" and he's Roddy's like in his face like, "What did you do?" and Kyle's just in shock here of like, "Oh my god." Turns back to Adam, who then super kicks Kyle O'Reilly. The undisputed era break up on Valentine's Day. Oh my god, love hurts. Wow. Yeah. Did, did we see this coming? No, we didn't. How, how crazy was this? Yeah, uh, I did not see this. We, we've been theorizing when it's going to happen. Like, I kind of feel we've sensed it's going to happen. But we were going after both Finn and Kyle matches. We were going, oh, is the, uh, is the turn going to happen after the match? Is it going to happen during the match? With Yui not even being on this card... This was the this, first takeover at No Undisputed yeah, Era. Yeah, this was completely out of my mind. Yeah. We were talking about Volta maybe coming out and staring down Finn at the end. Right. Um, I can see it maybe going Cole being like, we never discussed Finn being like, I'm all for you. You're my brother. I'm all for you going for the title, but you don't get to make these decisions. And then kind of feeling like, Kyle's trying to be the leader and take over or whatever. Yeah. And that's his excuse. I love Roddy. 
Roddy's face just being... He slowly... You could you could see him. You couldn't hear him, but he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it cuts back to him a little later, and he's like, fuck. He's just so torn, because Cole walks off without him, and he's stuck. Like, what do I do? I can't go back to being a dad gimmick on NXT. I need you. I need these guys. What's going on? This is my family. Great acting from all the guys in here, including Roderick Strong. You know, say what you want about Roddy on Roddy's promos. I happen to love Roddy's promos, but his acting here was perfect. He's been that 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 friend, the the bro in the group mm. for so long, and here he was put in that that fishbowl where you had and to see him react. Just the kind of staging of it with him up against the ropes, like almost about to leave yeah. to kind of go with Cole, but Kyle being laid out, it really looks like he's stuck in the middle. Like, whoa, what? What do I do? What yeah. am I supposed to do here? It's something, as as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, just this thing of splitting UE opens up so many other doors. But it, it makes me kind of think that these guys are going to be here for a while longer. And when an eventual call-up happens, it will probably be separate. Because I think there was a time when I totally saw UE running SmackDown or running Raw. And right. I mean, they can always do it, but second time round, when you put people back together, it's never the same, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was a bold move, and yeah, I'm. So we get a Kyle and Cole feud now. Yeah, look, I really liked the fact that it's you had this feud with Kyle with Finn that was both like like a friendly kind of thing because Yui was in this weird tweener babyface role, and it put Kyle in that position. And we all want to see Kyle versus Finn again. And now Cole is interjected and screwed like everything up. So it steps in here, uh, destroying what everything what happens with Undisputed Era. So it's like, now what happens with Bobby Fish? What happens with Roddy? What happens with, with everyone here? But, but there are so many combinations of matches you can have now. But we were mentioning feel fresh. the attention to detail here as well, though, is they were all doing their pose in line, like the Undisputed Era with Finn doing the finger guns mm. and the and the the bloody logo came up <laughs> right it's that logo and once you see the logo you're like all right time to turn off the tv you know whatever and nope super kick and then the logo disappears and then there's still things that happen it's they still get you on that it's such a little thing but wow does it work uh, oh, yeah. i thought this was one of the best heartbreaking things in wrestling in a long time it's just you didn't you didn't see it coming then no yeah uh, and you know the last time we had one was when finn did it so yeah. it's like, damn, uh, just some some chaos going on here at NXT. It's, it'll be interesting to see what NXT's number is this week because I think people will be curious. I think I feel even people that maybe kind of fell out of NXT would be curious to see. Oh, Undisputed Era split. Yeah, they've been an, a unit for a while. I think I think we it could have some eyes. This okay, week. so like, do we go with Kyle versus Finn as your title program? Kyle versus Cole, Finn versus Walter. There's so many different avenues of so many different matches here. NXT feels exciting again. Well, this I think was we, a I think shot, we said yeah. after the last few weeks that things have been starting to be built up a bit better. Um, the fact that they didn't go with comedy in that Kushida Gargano match, yeah. Maybe they're going to pivot away from that a bit in the storytelling. I don't know. Um, but I, I feel invested again. This is one of the... This felt like a proper takeover with a proper crowd. You know? Yeah. Obviously, it's, yeah. we're almost a year into this empty arena thing. So we're more adjusted and used to it. And it's not as jarring. We're kind of used to the banging on the plexiglass and the the fake screens and all that. Um, but the the quality of matches... 
was right up there with one of the, some of the best takeovers for me. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, honestly had a hard time picking my match of the night from this. And let alone match of the night, because we always go off every show about, oh, we love, like, we like the in-match. We like the wrestling quality. But the biggest thing is this this turn. This mm. I'm calling it the takeover heartbreaker, because this is what that was. This was oh, so heartbreaking. I love it. This is why I like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I like when bad guys turn on people and do things like this. This is why we watch it. So they just sold me to watch NXT this week. I can't wait to see what happens happens want to hear adam cole speak he's a guy that's kind of just been, just been chilling when he's a main star attraction he could be world champ again and i'd be totally okay with that yeah but um there's definitely some there's talk of like the the nxt uk stuff i know with uh satamura she's gonna be challenging for the women's title she could have a dream she could win that and then have a champion versus champion against io shirai and then you could have finn versus walter for some sort of worlds collide event i know then you shouldn't be really traveling across continents in a time like now once once you're able to yeah absolutely there's some dream matches there but dream matches going forward is like kyle versus cole i think they've had this match on the indies and and i I went to see it final battle yeah like they they've been on some bangers so i'm i'm very interested in that but then you have finn in there i hope they don't just go for a triple threat and that's probably what they're gonna do but well i mean i i could see you doing cole cole and uh and finn in a singles and kyle and cole as a singles and you could always have roddy in there as well you can have roddy as the i don't want to fight you but kind of have to because he's in the middle maybe yeah no uh overall great great wrestling great storytelling great building and it makes you want to watch more and more and that's what we'll be doing wednesday when we talk about it and uh yeah so that's what we thought of takeover we we put up a poll on twitter uh twitter.com slash up next podcast um asking what your match of the night was and what what was your match tonight? You- yeah, it's tough. I honestly have a tough time picking between the Johnny Kushida and the MSK Grizzled Young Vets match. I honestly loved both of those matches. I would put them very close together. Uh, I can't uh, I can't tell you. I I might go with Johnny and Kushida, but I honestly, I, that's a tough one. I, I would pick both. I, I think I'd maybe say MSK GYV. I w- yeah, I would. Both th- are great. This was so close. The the top three here. Bala versus Dunn won with 34.5%. Then MSK versus GYV with 31. Then Gargano versus Kushida with 27.6. So super close. A lot of people high on all those matches. We did a poll to see what you thought about it as well. We had the options. I didn't like it. It was okay. Both of them got 0%. It was good with 22.2%. And it was great. 77.8%. 77.8%. So riveting. You, so far, <laughs> whoa, it seems like a universally praised I think so, show, yeah, which NXT yeah. hasn't been. WWE as a whole hasn't been. So I, I really I enjoyed the show. I think that's pretty cool. No, I, I, re- I really enjoyed the show. I thought ta- TakeOver always delivers. I'll, I'll continue to say it. Uh, really great stuff. I, I don't think anyone's like super shocked, but if you're someone who just watches the TakeOvers, um, you, you, you went home happy with this one. Honestly, for sure. Uh, that's what we thought. Let's go to forum.postwrestling.com uh, because I see some of you people have written in. And uh, I'm going to go to Mystery, who Ooh, yeah. says, Very good takeover tonight, but I'll keep my thoughts short and sweet. Gargano Kushida was match of the night. Shirai Storm Martinez was, was the worst match. It wasn't bad, but Tony needs to be kept far away from the title scene after tonight. She was definitely the weakest link. I'm utter, utterly baffled why people are blaming EO for the match being rushed and quality being pretty subpar when she was probably the most natural person in the match. And lastly, never trust a man who lies about his height. That damn Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, true. We go to Brian from NY 
An easy one to review, we maybe got the match of the year with Kushida and Gargano, one of the best, if not the best American pay-per-view special event of the pandemic era, an incredible swerve in the post-show breaking up a four-year-old stable NXT has been largely built around for years, which might set up the first ever NXT men's title defense at Mania with a deserving match between Balor and Cole. All you can ask for in a show these days. Yeah, uh, not wrong. MJ from NJ, I watched tonight because the card looks stacked and if you and you sold me on it. I've been down on how NXT has changed for USA, but tonight's card on paper felt old school and it delivered all the classic takeovers of the past have, just like it. I thoroughly enjoyed dream matches between Gargano, Kushida, and Ballard Dunn. The tag match stole the show the way they used to in the glory days of NXT's tag division. Every woman looked incredible in their role and the division feels stacked as ever and a main event angle set in motion, big story lines. NXT was its best when it featured dream matches that delivered in the ring and tonight's takeover did that one for the ages was glad i watched keep up the great work it def sold me on watching tonight for mania cole challenging balor feels big enough what big names would be good for eo as i think she has absolutely needs to be one of the two nights bailey becky Rhea. i think it's eo raquel no i think he's saying if it actually on mania if you do a mania defense of uh, both the nxt men's and women's titles uh, I, I know Triple H mentioned this in this call this week, but it didn't sound like that was something that okay. doing this this cool. week. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, and that's kind of whack because then people are instantly gonna like treat it differently. They anytime you've brought NXT onto the main roster, it's it's not the same. Let's it's not. So let's yeah. let's leave it at what what a takeover is. Why not the week before or after do a takeover? Do you think someone like like a Finn and Cole could be okay on a Mania though? Because Finn already has that. Uh, mania like wwe main roster stuff yeah and you do have time to put stuff on the main roster as well a bit to kind of cross promote yeah if you will i don't know we go to uh ben from vancouver great show everything delivered match of the night for me was the main event incredible work by both guys really like the opener and kushida gargano but they were hurt a bit by being way too long and having way too many near falls that early into the show both matches also suffered from the NXT formula of heels not cheating. Why should I boo Gargano or Kai Rodriguez? They did nothing heelish. I mean, you can win clean and be a dick about it after yeah, to be a heel. I like that. You know? yeah. Great swerve in the main event and a long overdue direction for all involved. Where would you slot in LA Knight? 8 out of 10 show. I guess we'll see him. Uh, maybe he wants to fight Johnny Gargano. for the. It's Johnny at the face now. <laughs> Who knows? No, he's yeah, I, I see him just doing a lot of talking for a few weeks before we even see him in the ring. Yeah. Oh, well, you said he's going to take Cameron Graham's money. Or, or that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We go to Maddie B. He says, It's me, Maddie B. What, just an incredible show. Each match delivered. The women's Dusty Classic final set the tone for the rest of the card. Some crazy moves happening in this match. Some little reckless stuff. Both of these teams really showed up and looking forward to seeing what's next. Uh, was looking forward to Gargano Kushida and did it ever deliver. Johnny showed why he's Johnny Takeover. This man brings it every time. Kushida was up to the challenge and gave Gargano a great match. MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets. I knew this match would be great, but damn, it was so effing great. Carter and Lee, so innovative and absolute stars in the making you're guaranteed a pretty good match with these two looking forward to eo versus raquel cameron grimes is the richest man in the business finn versus dunn let's effing go what a battle he says this is one of the best takeovers he's ever seen and his match of the night was grizzled young vets and msk 
Very and nice. And he says, spin those tables, DJ DVP. <laughs> if you're in the watch along tonight, you know what that means. You know means. what that means. Uh, I'm going to skip Muggins because I see he's calling in and oh. go to Roger, who says, first games night and then tonight's takeover watch along. The post up next family has really helped me have a better week in what has been a tough month. Well, we're glad we can help. Yeah, man. Quick thoughts. Gargano Kushida was fantastic, and I hope to see a few more matches between these two. I can't get into Gargano's heel persona and miss the Johnny Wrestling, aka Johnny Takeover. You can't boo a guy that wrestles like that. That was the first MSK match I have ever seen, and they really impressed me. NXT should build their tag division around these guys for the foreseeable future. Finn and Pete was the match I was most looking forward to going in, and it was my match of the night for sure. And finally, the Undisputed Era, as we've known it is, as it we've known it is, is now over. It had to happen eventually, as Kyle O'Reilly deserves to break out on his own as a single star. The breakup hurt worse than my divorce. Oh. But I'm excited to see what happens next. Dude, me too. Like, Roger, I've not been aka <laughs> The Mighty, in the chat. Oh, thank you. I've never been divorced, but like, I've been through breakups, and I, this, was, this is up there as one of the biggest wrestling... This is like a team I've been watching for a long time. <laughs> Man, wild. Uh, well, we're now going to go to some of our callers. Um, yes, we started this new thing here uh, for some of our shows, specifically BD Elite on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Tw- Twitch is when we record and goes up on the free one. But we started taking calls from patrons who've wanted to call in, call in and talk about anything from AW, NXT, news, anything like that. Uh, so we thought we'd try taking some calls here tonight uh, live on Twitch Via, if you're a patron, you can be able to call in on any of our shows going forward. Absolutely. So how are you doing, Magan? Good. I'm still Good. man. I'm just really, I'm just really over that ending, man. It was the end of an era. I'm telling you, like this, this show is by, is like top five takeover. I mean, and top I five that. takeovers. Wow. Yeah. I know it's, it's high praise. And um, given, even with the prospect of you know of NXT skipping WrestleMania weekend again, you know because of COVID, I mean this ending begs for uh, begs for a spot on that show. Or, of course. Or maybe the week after. I, I do think I do think Adam Cole, Kyle Riley could very well be the Gargano champ of feud for for this for NXT. I, I, yeah, I, good I, shout. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that. if you are kind of following that model, do you see Cole maybe taking the title from Finn? So then you can have Kyle chase Cole for the title. Oh boy, perhaps. I mean, if that's going to be your main event story going forward. And then Finn goes over to NXT UK for Walter. Or Walter faces him for sure. that title instead yeah, absolutely. of the NXT title. So you're saying between now and Mania time, Cole will regain the title from him, maybe. He, Finn would be mad at him. You kick me in the face, yeah. so I'll fight you. So you could do a t- big TV special with Cole and Finn. It's something I maybe would do down the line. I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah, anything else, Megan? What do you think of the show other than that? Um, MSK came... I mean, MSK... Are, are have the rocket strapped to the back. I mean, they I mean, I could definitely see them becoming tag team champions sometime soon. I'm very glad Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez got, you know, got something to justify their existence. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a hard sell, you know, with Nia and Shayna being, you know, the heel women's tag team champions. I mean, I do, I do hope that there's going to be a babyface turn for Dakota at some point, given Raquel's current direction and possibly her challenging Io Shirai down the road for the, for the championship. Like, say they come up short and then they split. And then you can like you know do EO and Raquel. Yeah. So Raquel just destroys Dakota here and goes, "I don't need you. I just want to face EO." I I could see that yeah. possibly have it happening after the tag title match. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what was your match of the night, Magan? Oh, uh, oh man. I mean, it's 
I'm, 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 man, I'm, I'm split between either MSK and GYV, Finn Balor, Finn, Pete Dunne, and of course, Kushida and Johnny Gargano. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, I those mean, three I, matches are tight. So yeah, tight. I, yeah. I got a kick. I got a kick out of Johnny's gear because it was, uh, it is an X Men. It, it is X Men related, but it was uh, based off of Nate Gray, which is like cable, but from the Age of Apocalypse story. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Nice. Okay. Is there is there anything kind of story wise that ties in with well, future. what he's been he's doing? He's fighting the future boy. Fighting the future. Like, okay. Like back to the future. Right. right. That makes sense. So yeah, that does make sense. Cool. Cable goes back. So it's like an X Man type thing. Maybe I was right when I said X Man. X Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Megan. You, Take Thank care. Thank you for calling in, man. Uh, who do we have next? Let's go to Jared. Jared, if you'd like to unmute yourself, please. Guys, I thought uh, Megan got taken out by uh, Dexter Loomis for a second. <laughs> Chloroformed. <laughs> Chloroformed and taken uh, out, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I had no idea that that segment happened with Austin Theory being taken out until you guys brought it up in your recap. I had absolutely no idea that that had happened. And then I caught a little bit of a replay of it. I love that sort of thing for Dex Loomis. I think he's super basic in the ring, but then when it actually comes to like these little skits and being creepy and all that sort of stuff, I think that's his strength. And I wish they would keep him out of the ring and doing stuff like that. He he could ju just be the NXT enforcer. The hound Any of heel justice. group, it's like, nah, I don't trust you. No. If Roddy's aligned with Cole going forward, it's like, no, Roddy, <laughs> you're coming with me. Classic baby faces chloroforming people. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was like, I, a lot the, of people, the whole thing. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a really good event. Uh, the triple threat was the one match that I thought that was going to be maybe a little bit could be the miss of the card, but it was kept short. And I actually think that was a really good idea because they didn't get it, give it a chance to kind of go off the rails. But um, other notes are like giving MSK that super push was awesome. They really should keep going with those guys. Uh, the main event was awesome. All the finger stuff I actually found really fun because it was a super serious match. But they worked in those little slightly like comedic spots with, with, with the fingers. And I absolutely loved the ending of the show. So many characters progress. They get all different directions. It can go anywhere. But my prediction for what happens at Mania is uh, it would be uh, Cole and O'Reilly maybe main eventing something with NXT and the winner of that getting to challenge at Mania with, uh, with Bala. I think that's probably the way it goes. And speaking of title matches... Ray D, my prediction is uh, around WrestleMania time, you get that belt taken away from you, man. There's going to be a new BDE champion. Oh, are you like you are you like X Men reading the future, <laughs> reading people's minds, Jared? Look, you're not. You weren't even in the Rumble, Jabroni. So why don't you get? You know what? Cal, cancel on this guy's call. I don't want him on my show anymore. Peace. Yes, thank you, Jared. But uh, you know, you were right about one thing. Takeover was lit, but come WrestleMania time. My BDE championship is going nowhere. I'm going up a guy named Cactus Chris. He's a dad who lives in a treehouse in his backyard, okay? <laughs> He'd rather watch wrestling with us on a, on a Sunday night than to hang out with his family. And I'm going to make sure he doesn't have a family. <laughs> Come WrestleMania time. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Spitting fire right now. We're, we're too, we can't start this build now. we got to chill. No, on we got to chill on the build. Um, well, that was TakeOver. I think... Everyone seemed really high up on this show uh, this uh, tonight. I, I'm so just feel rejuvenated for NXT now. You yeah, know, I, I feel really excited about the product again, which is great. Um, yeah, th this is what takeovers used to be like. You used to argue over what was the best match. And we've had good matches on takeovers, but this felt 
a step above for me. Yeah, I I love debating which match was my match of the night because I couldn't tell you again. Like I really loved all of them, and that's what we used to do when we we watched these old takeovers that were just delivering bangers. And, and man, did they do that! So uh, sh- sh- shout out NXT, shout Uncle out Paul, NXT. Triple H, Sean, all you, all the people behind it. They did a fantastic show. The build it, it had some ups and downs with the, some of the comedy stuff, but overall it delivered. And Takeover always does. So uh, that was Takeover. Yeah, heartbreaker indeed. Vengeance Day on a Valentine's Day. Hey, thank you for listening uh, to us talk about NXT Takeover. We talk about NXT every Wednesday. We record up next after NXT airs around 10.15 Eastern Time. Wednesday nights, we go live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. And then Thursdays, we cover Dynamite. If you want a different take on Dynamite, you can listen to us talk about it. We record that Thursdays live on Twitch, 1 p.m. Eastern. And... uh we do a lot of other shows. We do free shows. We've been doing Batman movie reviews. We just did Batman Forever. Riddle me this, riddle me that. That was insane. Uh, and then we have Batman and Robin coming out. That's a free show as Can't well. Wait. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have a lot of uh, excitement for, for doing that review. Uh, but if you like us enough, for $5 a month, North American tier, you can join us, patreon.com slash up next, because it was Valentine's Day. We had a Valentine's week. We reviewed... WWF St. Valentine's Day Massacre from 1999 with Stone Cold versus Vince in the cage. We reviewed that whole show with Val Venus and Ryan Shamrock, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And then we did a top five moments of love in wrestling, meaning we just reviewed all the wrestling weddings. Load of weddings. So many weddings and so many heartbreaks. I would put this one up here in heartbreaks of wrestling when Cole super kicked Kyle. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go support us because we do best matches ever. We have a PWG best match yeah, ever. Yeah, this week we're going to be joined by Martin Bushby from the British Wrestling Experience uh, to talk all about the best matches from the history of PWG. And we're going to be joined by one of our world champions, Richard Waterhouse, to talk all about the film Office Space. On yes. top of that, we'll be reviewing Impact Tuesday night on Twitch, available in your podcast streams the next morning. NXT on Wednesday. AEW on Thursday. So much stuff. Give us a follow at Upnext Podcast on all the socials and you'll be very up to date with everything we've got going on. Yes, follow the socials. Give us likes. Give us those retweets. All the little things help us, guys. We appreciate you guys listening and supporting us. Everyone in the watch-alongs. All the watch-alongs. More to come in the near future. So thank you for listening. What a takeover it was. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy takeover. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And rest in peace, the Undisputed Era. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.